Welcome to In The Hopper, a real estate, community, and business development show where we discuss future projects coming down the pike in our city. Brought to you by Belgian Development and hosted by yours truly, Akeem Brown, the conductor. Alex Batushi. Alex is a local entrepreneur who leads WorkNicer Coworking. The origins of WorkNicer can be tracked back to an Alex and a few friends started an organization centered around how they could make their community better. This organization was called 100 Men Who Give a Damn, and the seeds of that organization grew into what is Work Nicer today. Alex is a very unique individual and a businessman who understands the importance of the golden rule and that nobody succeeds alone. So without further ado, please help me welcome Alex to In The Hopper. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of In The Hopper. Today I'm joined by a very special guest, Alex from Work Nicer. Alex is out here all the way from Calgary to join us in Edmonton at our uh, new makeshift studios here in the city. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm excited and I love what you've done with the place. It looks awesome. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, uh, we're sitting in the sub 600 build, substation 600 building just on the corner of 107th and 124th Street. So. Uh, probably a few months old. Uh, it's a very, very cool addition to the 124th Street District. Uh, and I know that as a business owner who's uh, you know working with a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of startups, you probably think about neighborhoods quite a bit, don't you? Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, it, it is amazing to see what can happen when you bring like-minded but completely diverse amazing human beings together in a place and what that can do for a street or a neighborhood or an area and so i know that um you as an organization uh talk about that all the time and i think this is such a neat manifestation uh, of a physical place to, in order to be able to do that absolutely yeah it's uh, it's amazing what can happen you bring those synergies all together in one place and uh everyone has the ability to kind of work off each other uh and work nicer <laughs> <laughs> i love it i see what you did there <laughs> I, I just wanted to maybe jump into the uh, origins of the company uh you know i, I know it's you guys have been alberta based and uh i'm very curious to know kind of what the origins are of work nicer yeah uh i'll try and keep it short ish um you know before work nicer you know, straight out of high school, I went down to the U.S. and I was working for security companies doing door-to-door -door sales. Okay. Um, you know, everywhere from Virginia to Toronto, Detroit, you know, I guess it's a lot of East Coast, Portland, that's West Coast stuff. Um, and I, yeah, I, I sold alarm systems door-to-door, -door, uh, got into management, and I recruited other people to do the same. Mm -hmm. And then eventually wound up starting my, my own company uh, based out of Calgary, and we grew, grew that into a multi-provincial thing. And... Wow. Uh, it was cool, and I say that certainly not to brag, it's not super glamorous, but um, I kind of fell into this, uh, the wheel that I think a lot of people fall into where once they become an, an expert in something, they believe that they have found what they are meant to do, right? They believe that they've found their passion. But I think that just being great at something and believing in it doesn't necessarily mean that's that's your thing right right doesn't mean it can't be a thing and so i was trying to figure out what to do i'm like okay you know what this has been great do i do i keep going down this path do i keep growing this thing or do i explore something else and so i was on this weird journey of trying to figure out where to go next and uh along the way uh wound up with another with another guy starting a group called 100 men who give a damn and the idea behind that group is you get uh, 100 guys together, uh, a friend of mine owns a brewery in Calgary, and we meet there, and, uh, and we get to hear from uh, three of the members, and they say, hey, this is a charity that's near and dear to my heart for whatever reason, and we all pick one to donate $100 to. 
So it's $10,000 to a local charity four times a year, which is fun. Uh, not the most efficient way to raise money. Yeah. Uh, and, and I learned really quickly that uh, this, is, this wasn't about raising money, right? We saw 100 people come together that uh, know nothing about each other, have nothing to do with each other. It wasn't a networking event. It, people weren't flipping cards, right? They're there for something greater than themselves. Right. And so uh, along that way, like, that's really where Work Nicer came from. Uh, you know, I said, how can I do this every day of the year instead of just four days a year? And so it's like, yes, we have office space and yes, we have desks and coffee and internet, but ultimately it's that togetherness, that true community building that makes it different. And we're simply using that space um, as a catalyst in order to do that. I love that story in that uh, the ethos of Work Nicer seems to be based around that uh, community togetherness, but also contributing to a cause to give a damn. Is that at the heart of Work Nicer still? Oh, absolutely. Our, our, whole, our whole meaning, our purpose it, is that no one succeeds alone, right? No, no matter how you define success, any successful person, however you define it, uh, will say that it was somebody else that helped them, whether it's one person or a group of people. It could have been their grade three teacher that believed in them when nobody else would. It could be uh, uh, their very first client. It could be a mentor, some investor. It doesn't matter. It's like no matter what, it's like nobody makes it in this world again, no matter how you define it, without other people. And so the idea behind WorkNacer is that you bring all these people together, and it doesn't matter what industry you're in, we're going through the same stuff, right? This is hard, right? right. Entrepreneurship, startup, remote work, whether you're part of a huge company and uh, you're in just a small district office in Calgary or Edmonton, it's like, it is hard uh, if you feel like you're doing it alone. And so this is a place where people can not just uh, work through the struggles, but also celebrate the wins. Absolutely. Right. So often we don't take the time that we should to, to celebrate with others and truly reflect on what we've done. And I'm super guilty of that. Right. You know, once we hit a goal or we finish a project, it's always just like, what's next? What's next? And uh, I think we need to take a step back sometimes and say, OK, hey, you know what? Let's let's. Uh, really let this set in and remember it and fuel that going forward. And so ultimately, ultimately that's what Work Nicer is. And so we're this toolbox. It doesn't really matter uh, what you need or when you need it because that will change over time. Our job is to make sure that the tools are there so that you know we can catalyze whatever it is that you're up to. And from some of the people who are part of this community, kind of what are some of the feedback from oh, being part of it? It's, it, is, it is unbelievable, <clears throat> excuse me, the stuff that we hear. It's just so cool and such a neat reminder that, um, th that what we say is, is truly being manifested in this community. I mean, we've had people come in, talk about synergies, we've had people come in as competitors, right? They're two, like, two businesses in the same industry fighting for the same customers. Mm -hmm close their businesses and start a company together. Wow. So it's like, how much more quote unquote synergistic do you get? Yeah, I think that uh, a lot of the problems that are caused by quote unquote competition or strifes or, or disagreements may have to do more with proximity than anything else. So uh, if you can mm. just get two people in a room and hash it out, I think you get a lot of solve problems solved, but you solve that when you're in the same building. <laughs> so oh, I love that actually, it's true. It's like, yeah, so many, you're right, so much strife and so much friction is, is proximity related. I've never thought about that that way. That's very, very cool. 
I probably read it somewhere, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when it comes to COVID-19, it's, it's kind of changed the business world. It's been a huge disruptor, uh, especially when it comes to uh, how businesses think about work, uh, whether it's remote work or working in offices. Uh, I'm very curious to know that because you're, the core ethos of your group is so much around ecosystem and community and being in proximity to each other, how has COVID impacted the office market? Oh, so office market or work nicer specifically? Uh, I guess, yeah, maybe uh, work nicer specifically. Yeah. You know, I think it, uh, the pandemic has been such a trip, you know, for everybody, obviously. Um, but it put to the test everything that everything I just told you about the origin story of work nicer and how it's community and all the stuff that we do that's outside of office. You know, it, it put all of that to the test. Right? Because if, if that stuff wasn't true, there's no good reason for us to have one single customer today. Right. right? We, we've built this place um, bringing people together, getting them out of their house. And for the last 18 months or so, what were we told? <laughs> Do not get together and don't get out of your house. Right? Yeah. You know, so like a lot of what we did was like made in a way like largely illegal over the last while. Right. And so... You know, for, for the community to rally together and stay invested, even if it looked different. And some people were more able to do that than others. Uh, but ultimately, it put to the test the claims and, and the true power of the community. And it's been amazing to see how they've, they've continued to grow and, and support further growth. And so um, throughout the whole pandemic, you know, WorkNacer has grown from, you know, we've, we've, from a physical footprint perspective, we've over doubled. Wow. Uh, Congratulations. That's huge. (laughs) Thanks. Our team has, I think, quadrupled. Um, And so, but let me tell you, man, I I did not have this much gray in my beard (laughs) 18 months ago. And that's not just because I'm a little bit older. It's, it's been, it's been stressful. It's been tough. Oh, fair enough. But I mean, uh, I'd wear it like a badge of honor that salt and pepper is, uh, is, a, is akin to wisdom. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, I would, you, answer, you kind of answered one of my questions in the, in the previous answer there. I was going to ask if there was any serendipities or things that uh, you had to pivot on uh, that kind of was ended up being a really uh, positive for you or a positive outcome. Like, for example, like, oh, we had to do this thing online and something great came out of it because more people connected or maybe they found websites they didn't find before or yeah. partnerships. Or- I, I think WorkNacer is a world full of serendipity um, on an ongoing basis. But I think that specifically as it pertains to the online slash pivot. We're using words that I hate, synergy and pivot and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, you know, but yeah, very quickly we, we did a ton of online. Um, you know, we... Every week we do a thing called Drink Nicer, and uh, it's a place where people come together and share a beer and, like I said, talk about the struggles and the wins. And, you know, that's something that spun up uh, virtually very quickly, as I think did for a lot of people, though. A lot of people did that, like the virtual happy hour thing. But it was amazing to see, like, there'd be dozens and dozens and dozens of people that would, would come to this still. But one thing that we're really proud of is the thing that spun up quick called, uh, we called it Member Circle. And so there's, there's, a, you know, there's almost 1,000 members in WorkNacer right now, and there wasn't that many at the start of, of the pandemic. But you know, there are, you know, there's a group of people that we just pulled in and said, hey, listen, you, know, you, are, you are resilient, you have expertise, what are you, you know, just this core group of people that committed to being online uh, twice, anywhere from two to four times a week where people could just come together and just say, this is our support group, this is our circle, right? This is it. And so 
that, you know, it started out, there was 60, 70, 80 people. And the feedback that we heard from there is just like, this is the only time that I'm connecting with anybody beyond my family or I'm stuck at home. And um, the stories that came out of that about how people, people said like, these are the little things that got me through. The work nicer community is what got me through. And so, Amazing. Um, yeah, it was, it's, um, I'll have to share a little video with you. Uh, somebody, one of the members um, read this uh, piece. It's almost like a poem or, um, and uh, just the level of emotion and the tears that came was, uh, I think we are quickly forgetting in a way like how freaking hard this was for mm. so many people at the start. And so, um, yeah, it's been amazing truly to see just how WorkNacer was there, uh, the or the WorkNacer community was there for people when they needed it. And then eventually over time, they didn't need it as much, right? The world started to change, things started right. to reopen. And right. so that's it. It's like WorkNacer, again, is meant to be this toolbox that it's like, it's what you need when you need it. And so we don't get married to needing to, you know, just because we start something doesn't mean it needs to keep doing it forever and so that's stuff that we're not doing as much anymore and we're moving back to in-person stuff and yeah that's i don't know great. i don't know if it answers your question it's a bit of a ramble but it was uh, it was pretty special to see that's perfect it sounds like a bit of a modern day mastermind <laughs> in a lot of ways like a collection of uh, like-minded ideas and people getting in together it's uh like only good things can happen and sometimes lives can be changed like it sounds like what happened with this with this person so yeah um, bang on we um we often say it's it we're not saving lives but we're certainly changing them you know so it's uh, it's pretty cool to see yeah and it, i mean if you can uh if you can do that and uh run a business uh you know make some money in the in the process i think that's a great way to to live your life honestly. Right? <laughs> that's it and, that, and back to the origin story it's like how how can you do this hundred man community building thing just every day of the year and it doesn't mean that it's easy it's super hard and it's right. stressful and you know but as long as you have more good days and bad then what more do you want uh just ice cream uh, for me. Uh, <laughs> i love ice cream so much <laughs> uh alex you mentioned the yeah. uh the member mix uh for work nicer in alberta you have some kind of startups and you have it's a mix of startups and then some like outposts or regional offices for bigger companies uh would you say that the startup community has embraced uh, this model more than the traditional businesses or like what's the mix? You know, I think it, once people learn about it, I think that people embrace it. And I think that one nice thing that's come out of uh, the pandemic is that it has taught the world what WorkNation members already knew. And that's working at home sucks, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that there is an in-between and a better way to do work than traditional office. You know, and so I think historically, uh, smaller entities, whether that's startup or otherwise, I think would have been, you know, they're more open-minded to it, mostly because they, they were never able to do the, um, the traditional office thing. And then they quickly realize that, you know what, we don't need space. Space, like a place to work isn't tough. You can do it at home, right? Or you can go to a very traditional shared office, you know, of which, you know, they've existed for decades, but like true co-work and true community. I think once people realize that that's what they, you know, people often don't know that that's actually the problem they're trying to solve. Right. Right. And so now we, you know, we see everything from your side hustle entrepreneur that still has a full-time corporate gig, uh, all the way up to multinational companies and team, like our biggest team, uh, I think is 60 people. Wow. And everything in between, you know, there's, um, you know, WorkNacer's home to, you know, huge energy companies based out of 
France, or maybe you've heard of like Smile Direct Club. Yeah, right. Definitely. So they're, I use them, <laughs> and they're awesome. <laughs> and so yeah, their their office they moved it uh, into Worknacer here in Edmonton. You know because it's uh, it just fits right. It fits in a traditional way. It, in a way that you have non traditional companies that want non traditional solutions, and I think so many people. Uh, as companies say, we think differently or we do things differently. Um, and I think that they're kind of putting their money where their mouth is when they look at a solution such as WorkNacer, you know, that say, hey, we actually do this stuff differently. 100%. When it comes to that, this model of business, uh, I know that the infamous case is the WeWork, a mm. company in the States. How did that story kind of impact your strategy and operational uh, kind of approach to running work nicer? And and yeah, I love that question. So and by story, you mean the, like the crash and burn of WeWork a little bit? Is that right? Or do you mean the whole just rise and fall? Yeah, perhaps the rise and fall. And for those out there, WeWork was a. Uh, I'm not sure if they were co-working or kind of how you define them, but they they uh, were very very prominent and they raised a lot of money. And uh, they famously kind of fell under their uh, CEO, um, but they did they did kind of change the game uh, for better or for worse. Uh, and uh, uh, I think when people think of this kind of model, they th might think of that company first. Yeah. Outside of Alberta. Right. I think you're. I think you nailed it. I think that they, in a lot of ways, validated this concept to so many companies that may not otherwise think that, like that, that thought that they were quote unquote above it. Right. right. I think that, you know, we work um, at least brought this idea of co-working to the masses. And when they opened up in Alberta, it, it, we were so excited. Right. Because it's like, awesome. They're going to come in. They're going to pump tons of money into marketing. They're going to bring their huge Fortune 500 uh, company clients into the place. And so if somebody says to WorkNace, they're like, oh, our 10 person company is too big for co-working. Right. Not only can we say, like I said, we have teams of 30, 40, 50, 60, but, you know, we work as teams of hundreds and thousands. And yeah. so, you know, if it works for them, why wouldn't it work for you? And I think it helps people think a little bit differently, just open their eyes to a true understanding of what this is. And so, honestly, overall, um, overall, the we, the WeWork story has been great and not because that they've had their struggles. If anything, what that has done is it's, it's made us have to explain to landlords or investors or banks or whatever about how that won't happen to us and what we're doing differently. And so it's honestly made us perform better and truly understand our business better and look internally and say, hey, what? Because if you look at the WeWork origin story, it's going to sound probably very, very similar to the Work Nicer story. And so I constantly ask, like, well, what changed? At what point did it change? And I think. I don't think it was a huge pivot or a big turn for them or like ch totally changing off course. I think it's probably these really small degrees of change over time that eventually result in being 45 or 90 degrees out of whack. And so um, I think that now WeWork offers a great solution to a lot of companies. I don't necessarily think that um, people who, I don't think a lot of people will choose like, oh, I don't know if I should go to WorkNacer or WeWork. They might think so on the surface. But if they truly understand what they're looking for and what they're buying, um, I think it's a bit of an apple oranges uh, type of a scenario. So, all, all, you know, overall, uh, yeah, I love that we work as a company. Uh, I love talking about it, and I, and I hope that they are truly successful. Because again, I think the there's still so much room in this industry. There's so many people who don't know who 
what co-working the people don't know who we work is let alone co-working let alone work nicer right right and so as much as we've seen um you know a really nice welcoming of people and have been built a pretty you know decent community uh there's so many people that still have no idea what we're doing and so the more successful we work is the more successful we'll all become yeah it's like adjacent marketing for Bang uh, on. for someone else in the space um so i love that you have that kind of uh that mentality and the ability to uh embrace that uh you know, that other kind of market force, uh, when it comes to the programs and locations and kind of news of the company, uh, you were, you mentioned one program, drink nicer. Uh, what are some other programs that you've kind of, uh, initiated that are kind of unique to work nicer or that kind of spurred out of, uh, uh, and I'll give you an extor- a story to kind of uh, to unpack this a little bit. So I love the McDonald's story. I'm not sure if everyone out here has heard of, uh, the founder, but when the founder, Ray Kroc, was building the McDonald's stores, he used to go around to all the franchisees and ask, hey, how can we do things better here? And one guy, one of the franchisees in Chicago said, well, we should uh, introduce breakfast sandwiches. Hmm. And Ray Kroc was like, yeah, absolutely. Let's throw it on the menu. And it ended up becoming one of their biggest sellers 30, 40 years later. Right. So um, I say all that to say, like, in your business, has there been any kind of a collaboration with the members to kind of create new programs? Or how, how is that kind of... How does that work? Oh, I love that. I love the question. I love the example. Because uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's not even our business or my business. This this place belongs to the members, right? We work for them, you know? And so at the end of the day, it's like so much of the ideas that have come, that, that are in Work Nicer today uh, are because members have come up with it, asked for it, or just did it, or and we enable them to do it. And so Drink Nicer is actually one of those things where, you know, somebody got a bottle of wine from a client one day, and it was a Friday, and they said, hey, we're going to celebrate. Does anybody have a wine opener or a corkscrew? And nobody did. So we took a drill, and we screwed a <laughs> screw into it, and we took vice grips to pull the cork out, and that's it. And it's such a weird metaphor for what Worknacer is, is that it's like, hey, it's ideas, problem-solving, execution, and celebration. And so, um, honestly, it's like there, there's – and that's – as a result, now there's there's beer on tap, and – uh, there's podcast studios and that's because members needed to do podcasts and there's uh, event rooms and, you know, it's just name it. And somehow it's probably been tied back to member feedback. Uh, I love that. And uh, I love how you tie everything back into the ethos of the company. That's so important. And uh, um, I, I think that's why you guys are just killing it right now because you remember who you are. Uh, and that's so important for any company out there, I think, uh, to remember kind of the core fundamentals of the business and why you started. So uh, when it comes to, you say the company name is Work Nicer. Nicer. Uh, what is the importance of kindness in business? Oh, good question. You know, I think, again, it comes down it comes down to the whole idea. Again, no one succeeds alone. And ultimately, what we talked about a bit in, with competition, you know, I think that uh, collaboration, openness, transparency, vulnerability, and understanding, you know, empathy is, is huge. Uh, there's, there's just, everybody has a bad day, has an off day. And ultimately, you know, even if you're hyper competitive, I think if you want to win, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, don't win, uh, by stepping on somebody else's back in order to do it. Right. I think that, you know, I, I want to win, but I want everyone else to win as well. And so I think kindness is key, but that doesn't mean either that you don't have high expectations or that you settle for less than you should or that you don't do what you say you're going to do. You know, so I think, yeah, kindness is critical. I think whether that's uh, business, just in general, 
Um, otherwise, it's me. I think you're going to end up having a pretty lonely life uh, if you don't if you don't deploy kindness. A hundred percent. And you think about the uh, long tail of kindness. Uh, people have uh, pretty long memories, and mm. uh, you never know when a person you may have been uh, impolite to. Uh, you know, you might need something from them one day, or something might happen. You know, who knows, right? So bang on. Uh, you know, uh, the, all that karma and stuff. It's uh, it's important. I think karma. Yeah, I think it's huge. Um, my my favorite quote ever is from Zig Ziglar, and I was able to to. My parents owned a business, and we were at a conference that uh, you know is like a franchise conference, and Zig Ziglar was there. And ever since, oh cool, um, I got and I was probably I don't know thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, something like that, and. It was, uh, if you help enough other people get what they want, you will get what you want. And it's, it's huge, right? Call that karma, call that the golden rule, call that paying it forward, whatever you want. There's some version of it. And it's just, it is absolutely 100% true. Be patient, um, you know, help others. And, and it, it has to come around. When it comes to your business in Alberta, you have, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Offices in Calgary and an office in Edmonton. Yep. Uh, when you think of the rest of the market of Canada, uh, you know I might be kind of uh, poking here, but th- this is called in the hopper, so I'm very curious. Love it. Uh, what are your kind of thoughts on the you know different provinces in Canada and where work nicer might kind of look at next? Yeah. You know, always looking for opportunities. I think um, the way that work nicer came to Edmonton is interesting. It's not like there's some some well laid out business plan that says x number of outposts and x number of revenues uh, revenue or or members in a certain period of time and you know try and run it by a spreadsheet i think at the end of the day um you know we i I started coming to edmonton because i realized i didn't didn't know very many people here for some reason calgary and edmonton didn't seem to talk to each other very much I don't know if that's hockey. Hockey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and I say, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go meet people and see what's going on. And eventually, people started asking us to asking Work Nicer to come. And so, so we did. We listened to people. And I think that Work Nicer has a has a goal over the next five years to become the most exceptional experience company in the country. And um, it, we don't say co-working company, we don't say office, we don't say real estate, you know, it's, it's company. And that doesn't mean that we're necessarily branching out into different industries. But the point is, is that it's like, this isn't about co-work, this is about experience. And so um, everything that we do needs to go through that lens. And whether that's growth, uh, expansion, new cities or, or otherwise, uh, but I think ultimately, if we can build that foundation, then we can do anything. And so we've looked at we've looked at numerous cities and numerous deals and tried to make some stuff happen. And so um, there's always something in the hopper, so to speak. Um, most imminently, you know, we are looking at doing something else in Edmonton, okay. which we're really excited about. I think that, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of demand here and we're getting lots of calls from people about uh, different areas of the city and, and different offerings. And so we're super, super stoked to do that. And then in addition to that, most immediately kind of over the course of the pandemic, um, we were able to kind of take over and test a whole new thing, which we, we whipped up under a different brand because uh, it's a little bit more traditional office. It's not built out the work nicer way. Uh, you know, it was kind of sold a little bit differently and, it was a company that was kind of going out of business and uh, the building owner didn't want to put all of these, their, what they call the tenants, what we would call members, kind of kick them out of their home. And so we say, hey, what can we do? How can we help? How can we deploy uh, what you know, the WorkNation community is all about? 
uh, kind of to something that's a little bit different. And so we're really excited to convert one of those into a work nicer. And so that's going to be opening uh, sometime next year or, or reopening, I guess, under the Work Nicer banner, but it's called Work Nicer Sundance. And so that'll be down in South Calgary. Very cool. So yeah, we're working on two in Alberta, you know, in Calgary and Edmonton very actively and then uh, seeing what else is out there. But I could probably safely say that uh, we probably will not go to Quebec anytime soon. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that it's easier to open a business in, in France than it is in Quebec. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, no, that's very cool. I love the uh, the expansion. I love the thought process around it. I was just about to ask about uh, key uh, KPIs, key performance indicators when it comes to how you think about a space and mm. where where it's relo- where it's located. Uh yeah, when it comes to uh, yeah your considerations of the market and uh, everything else happening, uh, you have these plans for expansion. Is there anything else you'd like to kind of share with us as far as uh, news or any updates that are kind of coming down? Oh, good question. You know, I think the one thing is that as much as we talk about growth and success and all that stuff is like, uh, there's been some blemishes and some tough stuff and we've we've fucked up along the way and you know we're going through a lot of growing pains and so there's also you know this commitment to being the most exceptional experience company in the country uh, part of that's because like I don't think that we're doing that today and so I don't know if this is necessarily news to share but I think it's also just kind of the flip side where it's like we've got a lot of work to do still and members have been incredible in terms of being patient and you know we've we, over the years have built up a lot of goodwill and they're willing to uh, support us and help us and, and be patient as we figure this out because honestly everything that worked when we were a five or six person team pre-pandemic um, doesn't work anymore when right. we're a 20 25 person team post-pandemic and on top of that you know only three people on the team including myself um, have experienced work nicer outside of a pandemic Right. So it's like, you know, wow. everybody here is bought in and they, they know what we're doing, but they've never seen work nicer truly work. And so, you know, I think it's, yeah, we're doing a lot of like kind of putting the pieces back together and, and that kind of thing. And so, yeah, I'm excited to see what we can do because I think people generally speaking are, are really happy and really engaged and super stoked. And I just think that we, we have such a great opportunity to just up, uh, up our delivery of, of what we're actually able to provide to people. You mentioned the word experience, and it uh, just triggered something in my mind based on a previous guest we had on the show named Jeffrey Hansen Carlson, who's leading the Prairie Sky Gondola Project. Oh, yes. Uh, so he, he, he referenced experience maybe 10, 20 times mm-hmm. in the course of the episode, talking about how that is the business uh, okay. and the importance of people having a th- uh, go- having an experience that they can tell their friends and have fun with. I think he's like, we got to do some programming and all these things. And I'm just thinking maybe there's like an air, maybe I'm just talking crazy right now. Maybe there's an Airbnb model where a business, instead of using a space uh, or a desk, they rent the gondola for a day to operate their business for the day. Kind of like, oh. I don't know. That's crazy. I'm going out. I'm, I'm in outer space right now, but that's a. But dude, I think that like when you take people out of their, ultimately, if you take people out of their comfort zone. Yeah. Uh, it's incredible what kind of stuff will happen. Right. And so if you, I think that there's a place for that. I think. And, and you could call it like a, you know, pie in the sky ideas or like something or is it you go for a specific purpose where, you know, it's like we're above 
uh, you know, people always talk about looking at 30,000 square foot view, getting up in the sky. And like, this is just taking that, that metaphor and making it a little bit more yeah. physical. Like, I think that there's cool opportunities in that. Like, are you, are you going to do that, you know, a day a week, a day a month? I don't know. But like, I don't know, man. I think that there, it, it's, if you're just willing to try stuff and do things a little bit differently, like it's incredible to see the stuff that can happen. So I would be up, I'd be up for doing something like that. I think it'd be so much fun. I think so too. Working uh, for a day above the city uh, via gondola, or like you're like using your analogy, like the uh, kind of you taking that thirty thousand foot view, uh, just allowing yourself to think like a mad scientist. I think is a uh, is a pretty it's effective tool. It's like at Facebook where they have those ha- they have hacker days once a year, mm-hmm. and they just get all their smartest uh, computer programmers and software engineers in a room, and they say, "Okay, hey, it's a hackathon." Let's see who can hack the farthest and the fastest. And they they had a lot of uh, innovations that came out of that whole process. So absolutely, and I think Google does something similar. You know, and, and Google starts and kills projects all the time. And right. Yeah, I, I think that it. You know, ultim- even the same friend I mentioned to you the, that we host a hundred men at. Um, you know, the guy that owns a brewery, you know, he brought their whole team and they spent yesterday at work. just going through a lot of the stuff that we're talking about. And it's not because you don't have, have the physical space to, to gather and do that. It's like getting out of your day to day, getting out of the distractions and into somewhere that will inspire a different way of thinking. In this case for them, it was work It could be a gondola. It could be whatever. But I think taking that time to, to do that is the most important part. And when it comes to doing those kind of experiences, have you guys thought about retreats at all or anything like that or things like that? As like a work nicer offering or something? Yeah. Yeah. We talked about it a bunch and I think it would be, it would be so fun to do. I want to figure out a way to do it in, in so that we aren't just replicating what somebody else is already doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, and if we can't, that's totally cool. Then let's, let's partner with people who are, who are doing really well. I think back to your question earlier about, you know, how our members involved and that kind of thing from a, a, a growth and a, you know, product or service development perspective. I think that's it too, is, you know, we want to partner with people that are doing awesome stuff, um, rather than trying to just create additional competition. And so, you know, I think that the retreat thing, there's something to that. There's a way to do that. And there's probably somebody out there that's doing something really unique that, you know, we could partner on. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, anyway, I'm sort of just thinking out loud. I think that yeah. we, we've certainly thought of it and just trying to figure out how to do that in a truly meaningful way. But I think, yeah, getting those people out and getting them connected to each other. And then when we come back and having more uh, allies in, in the fight, right? Um, you know, I think there's, I don't know, there's something there. I, I don't know what it is, but there's something there. I think it's unique because you already have the retreat kind of vibe in the spaces yeah like they're already uh it could be yeah retreats conferences anything that is like a collection of minds uh on steroids because you guys already do that right? yes uh so that's kind of it just seems like a natural progression to me but yeah no that's that's super cool um that you're thinking about all these and you guys are trying a lot of things and experimenting and that's the heart of an alberto entrepreneur isn't oh, it truth and that's the hard part sometimes like you know we definitely have a very creative and, and uh, iterative team you know there's no shortage of ideas <laughs> right sometimes we just need to figure out how to corral ourselves and like like get some shit done and then go do some more you exactly know? yeah we try and do too much uh 
too much sometimes, but that's okay. Move fast, break things. I think somebody smart said that one time. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah, you're right on. So, um, Alex, I, I love your story from uh, starting your security business company and going door to door and building it to such a huge organization, and then uh, doing this business based on the, the foundations of a hundred men who give a damn. Like that is uh, that is such a cool origin, and now you're you're doing your thing here in Alberta and uh, just kudos to you and all your success and all your progress so far. And I just uh, wish you nothing but the best. And uh, I guess as some parting words, would you like to share anything with the audience out there or some key, some takeaways or some kind of final thoughts? Yeah, no, honestly, just, just thanks for having me. Thanks for having the chat. I, I always love, of I love doing these because it's this focused uh, reflection time, right? It's, we get to truly dig into what's important. And, and I have a tough time sitting down and just, you know, chunking out time to think. And so this helps me do that. And that's great. And I think as much as you say, uh, congrats to me, I think ultimately it's, you know, just it's member support. I think it's, it is, yeah. you know, the whole thing, no one succeeds alone. And I think the work nicer is this, like, is the best true version of that. And so, you know, um, yeah, I think just, just thank you to everybody that stuck by us and, 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 uh, and I'm excited to see what happens next. I am too, because if you can grow that fast through a pandemic, uh, I'm very, uh, I'm very excited to see what you do in normal times. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, no pressure. <laughs> no yeah. pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, absolutely, Alex. Thank you for your time today. Yeah, same to you. Thanks so much. You got her. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of In the Hopper. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you really like the show, please share it on your social media or anyone who might be into business development or real estate or infrastructure. I'm sure they'd love to hear it too. Until next time, take care.